Hi, this is Jenny Donheiser. And this is Nicole Spezio. And this, this is, is How Were You How Brainwashed? Are you brainwashed? Our podcast that we host. That's correct. We host a podcast <laughs> where we've been out here doing it over six months now. Look at wow. us. We, we did nothing. it. We That's did it. And now nothing. we can stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you wish this was like a murder solving podcast and we had solved the murder? And now there's a clear wrap up. <laughs> I, you know, I guess just in terms of having sort of an end point, that's nice. But but it seems like once they sort of get to the end of one murder, they just start up on a new one. The murders are never ending. Right. They have to find a new murder. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just always sort of our babe. What's going on is always just sort of looking for a new murder, but it's our own lives. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like we should like start um <laughs> talk, it's like start talking to smart people who are like experts in like we should have like a gender and sexuality professor on to tell us how we oh, were brainwashed yeah and we should have like someone who escaped scientology to tell us how they were brainwashed you know i had a, a person re- slide into my dms that i know peripherally who grew up in a cult who said they would be willing to talk about it and, and, sorry, you did you respond or did you <laughs> yeah. want to bring that up at one of our weekly meetings? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I would be happy to bring her on in. Yeah. Okay. Great. Let's <laughs> get her on. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, just let's do different flavors. My mom did say that she liked that we broke form. You know, I've heard a lot of good feedback about the astrology <laughs> app. I, and in the harsh light of day, how are you feeling about it? I feel great about it. My mom said she thought I felt that I sounded uncomfortable in some of the moments. Did you think I felt uncomfortable? No. And I have to say this with such love. It's like, I can't sort of intake everything my mom has to say about me. You know, <laughs> I, I get her. She has her experience and that's beautiful, but sort of, I can't always let that in. Yeah. And, and I yeah. just, I would just offer, <laughs> I would just offer, you know? Okay. Mom, I'm, I have to sort of take it with a grain of salt. If you're listening. Unless, unless like that revealed a truth to you that you were like, wow, actually I was uncomfortable, but it sounds like I did, that's not I the case. I told her I didn't feel uncomfortable. Yeah. See, then it starts being like, who, who do I listen to? Mommy, baby, mommy, baby. It's like, it's too much. <laughs> Yeah, this is where, and I know you are anti sun. <laughs> anti sun? <laughs> anti like boy. The sun? Okay. No. Well, okay. So I'm not <laughs> anti boy. Let's just really roll it back. I just, you know, the experience of having a daughter sounds nice to me. Yes. And I agree. The only thing that I keep thinking about is how I will be sort of, I mean, I will still be doing this to a boy. But with a girl, I feel like I would really project. <laughs> right. But sort of isn't that the challenge of can we not right. do that? See, right. now you're maybe not going to get to go through to the other side go of that. Go through the growth of learning how to not project. Yeah. It's sort of going to be on Graham to have his journey. I don't really see him projecting. Do you? No, I just like, you know, there's things of whatever. Gender's fake. I know. But it's like <laughs> there's things with mommies and daughters and there's things with daddies and sons and that's just right and there's also i mean there's plenty of uh have you seen this tiktok trend the only sentence i ever say um now of like moms being with their boy children being like teaching my boy how to cook so he's not impressed by your daughter's stouffer's lasagna ew the the like 
I don't know. There's something about mommy son culture that sometimes gets a little dicey. dicey. Yes, I agree. I don't think he listens to his podcast. So I feel I can say this, but my boyfriend from high school, and if you listen, much love. I think <laughs> love you're a great to you. Guy. <laughs> love to you. But um, in high school, at least the relationship between him and his mom was intense. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of really just energy of need to please mommy <laughs> have to do what mommy says <laughs> love mommy obsessed with mommy yeah also he was obsessed with my mom too so maybe he just had like a mom, he had a mom thing thing clearly yeah well you know you sort of are going to get a chance to not do that with your son you're going to get a chance to like your son an appropriate amount <laughs> yes yes i'm not gonna breastfeed him till he's five i don't know what happens how does that happen that they get latched i don't know but also like i have no concept of if you told me a baby starts walking at eight months or three (laughs) i'd be like sounds right when do they start like i don't know when they start breastfeeding i like when do they stop i don't really know all that stuff (laughs) they should be walking by like 15 months okay cool i think that would be like late so like by a year normally but um and when do they stop eating from they your should boobie? be having they should be pulling themselves up by a year i think because that's sort of the first step as they grab things and pull their little bodies to stand and when do they breastfeeding you know it's sort of a personal choice it sounds like you can sort of do it for a long time mm-hmm. but it doesn't make sense for a ton of women because a lot of women work go back mm-hmm. to work you're not just at home being Limping out your bubby with them all the time. <laughs> also, it's a lot of maintenance and work. Yeah, but, I, but it is free. It <laughs> is free, yeah. And that is sort of that appeal I do get. I mean, you should be feeding them like solids by like, you know, they should start eating real foods. Yeah, you like do both for a while. You can do both for a while. We can cut this out, but have your breasts gotten bigger or no? A little bit. I mean, I have small bubs. Yeah. According to Graham, yes. Okay, sick. <laughs> <laughs> My nipples are a different story. Changes sort of in color, shape, size, all of the all above. All of it. All of the above. And they're generating some sort of pre-milk. Say the word. you, Yeah, pre-milk. The colostrum. Yeah, but you're calling it pre-milk, which is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> God, okay. How do we get out of here? I... What's- What's Fuck going on? With- babe, babe, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did just start the new season of Selling the OC. Oh boy. Okay. I, I know I watched season one, but gun to my head, couldn't give you a single name. A hundred percent. I watched the recap and I still, people will be speaking and I'll be like, have I met you before? Do we know each other? <laughs> But I really just like to see the rich houses. I yeah. really, really like to see the rich houses. <laughs> but does it make you sad that we don't have rich houses? I mean, does it make me sad? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like if I binge it, then I'll get sad eventually. But if I'm just, you know, dipping a toe in it up here and there, I can remain excited. It's like sometimes I'll like have housewives on all day in the mm. background and then by like 6 p.m. I'll feel completely depressed 
I'll be like, why do I feel depressed? It's like, because I've just been hearing <laughs> screaming all day. It's like, you just need a little bit of stuff. Moderation. That's the whole point. Yes, 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 yes. I agree. Well, Graham and I just watched Station Eleven. I would very much recommend it. It's sort of an underrated show that came out in the pandemic that was about a pandemic. So everybody was like, absolutely not. <laughs> too, too real. But it's based on a book. So it wasn't like this person wrote this about our pandemic. It's a whole separate pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's nice to get a, a balance between Housewives. And not to say Housewives isn't important in true art and just a psychological experiment. And I love it so much. And we should talk about, did you watch Salt Lake? Yeah, I did. Okay, but sometimes it's nice to see like, you know, art. <laughs> something something that someone sort of had to sit at a computer, pen to paper and, and write out ahead of the fact. Yes, this is a very well done artistic show that fully made me weep yesterday. There is an episode, unfortunately, where like 900 women give birth in like a mall. And that was tough for me to watch. <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm not, I don't need pandemic stuff. Sorry. I, I'm still not, I don't need that. It's like sort of pandemic, but it's mostly about the relationships and the people it like follow several different stories and they all interweave in different ways. And we, yeah, but I can get relationships in a form where it's just a nice day. Like I don't need to have There's it, also you know. um, a lot of Shakespeare. This is why I did not read the book. Everyone was like, this book, it's so good. Shakespeare. And I was like, and that for me. Yeah, there is like a traveling theater troupe in the dystopian sort of post-pandemic universe that travels around and does Shakespeare. (laughs) One of the characters is in that world. So there is sort of, you do have to see Hamlet scenes quite a bit. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Um, But Gael Garcia Bernal is in it, and he's so cute. I mean, the hottest. Have you seen the trailer for his the new movie he's in about some famous luchador? Luchadors? They're the Mexican wrestling sort of, you know, they have the masks. Mm. Oh, yes. Okay. I have not seen this trailer. Oh, should watch. It seems like there's like a lot of, seems sexy. Have you seen the My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 trailer? No, but I saw online that it was really bad. People are saying it's real trash. I might check you it might out. You might watch it. I watched two. You did, did you watch two? Yeah, I watched two. I two lo- come out when we were like a million years. Did they do the sequel right after the first? No. Two came no. out, I think, in the last like five years or something. I see. They were like, people still like this movie. We should do it. I mean, I loved that movie. When oh yeah it's out, a great movie it's, it's so a good. terrific movie yeah two was bad and you know three looks bad but i might see it they're going to greece it looks fun mama okay. vibes i don't know i might watch it are the like is andrea martin there or is joey course, the whole crew. there yeah you got the, the whole, whole crew is there, Moo is there. <laughs> okay uh, yeah all right I don't know. I don't I'm know. I'm just looking for but light think stuff. About it. I need. I need okay. it to keep it light. I can't be doing like Shakespeare troupe in the <laughs> fucking mall. I, I can't do that right now. No disrespect. But... I need the balance. I need to be yeah. moved and we- and weep occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I get you. 
I need the emotional stakes. And I'm rewatching Girls. So it sort of was cut with that. I just finished season three. I really forgot a lot of what happened. It's been a long time. Like, I feel like I did season one a lot. Mm-hmm. And then, like, once you get past season two, there are things I fully have forgotten. Like Jenna Lyons. I know. Our, our you remembered that Jenna Lyons of course, was on Girls? Yeah. I mean, at the time, she was already Jenna Lyons. So it was already... I mean, if you were in the know, which I guess you're not, fashion-wise. I guess, I guess I didn't know who she was at the time. So when she showed up on screen, I said, oh, my God. It's our best friend, Jenna Lyons. It's our best friend, Jenna Lyons, in several episodes of Girls. Now, that's when Hannah's writing advertorial work? Yes. She's working for GQ, writing stories that are actually secretly ads. Yeah. Which is really a funny storyline. And she has to interview Patty Lapone about osteoporosis medication. <laughs> And Adam is doing the Broadway show and is becoming a full monster about acting. Do you remember oh that God. where he like stops living with her because he's like, I need to concentrate on like, he starts like doing vocal warm ups every day and wearing the coat he has to wear in the play oh all the time. It's, it's really, really tricky actors. That's, so That's funny. Like- that's what I kept saying. I was like, this is triggering. I was like, this is what it's like to date Jeremy Strong. You know what I mean? Like, this is. Yeah. But also, I feel like Adam Driver is kind of. You know, like he never watched the show. He's got some sort of weird thing. Like I feel like he's cuckoo. That guy, but yeah, I don't have I don't know, have a ton of eyes on him. Um, <laughs> I will say that there was a guy in my high school who broke up with his girlfriend because he needed to focus on football. Yeah, yeah, and that is kind of what this feels like. When you're young and you don't understand anything and you're not like trying to get married that's like a lot of i feel like men's ways of breaking up with women or the way they can rationalize it is to be like i have actually have to concentrate on my art or my career i'm smart enough to balance at least seven things at a time why can't you do that i know i men can't they can't multitask as we know or i don't know i feel like it's all just a cop-out it's all an excuse they just don't want to be in a relationship anymore and then they like this You're is like, the I roundabout. Have to, I have to do football. Sorry, babe. <laughs> I gotta win the championship. <laughs> you know, the ultimatum is back back. Did you watch Ultimatum season one? Okay, that's Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey also hosting, but not being love is blind. Yes. The premise I think I what I try yeah, what what is it? Someone in the couple has given an ultimatum saying <laughs> either Which we get always married. Works. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Either we get married or we break up. But what they do is they spend a week dating somebody else who's <laughs> also there. So, like, they pick someone in the other group of couples to live with for a week and date and see what it's like being single and dating somebody else. And then after they live with someone else who's there in a relationship, they then go back and live with their spouse for a week and see if they can work it out. And at the end, they either propose (laughs) or go choose the other person or or they break up and are alone. It's cuckoo. How much in a week do they ever like fuck the the new person? Um, I so think last season people did fuck within yeah. a week. Oh, you and you might get married <laughs> to somebody else. It makes that's crazy. And they all have to like interact throughout. Like they're seeing their spouse with the other person and vice versa, and all this wild. It's too much for me. I think I tried, and I was like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, 
I might do it. (laughs) Real high, low. (laughs) But the people who are like, I'm not ready for marriage. A lot of their reasons are still that like, I'm not where I'm at in my career. I'm not where I want to be financially. So I don't want to marry so-and-so yet because we need to be in a better spot. And it's sort of like, the other person being like, I don't know why we can't do that and be married. Like, get to I know. What, what is that? Where does that come from, do you think? I don't know. I think it's the brainwashing of our generation of like, pursue your dreams. Get the career. It's like some sort of pendulum swing to the nuclear family of our parents being like, this didn't work. We all had babies at 23 and we're all miserable. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get the lives we thought we were going to get. But I think that happens regardless of if you get married at 23 or 37. <laughs> you might not have the life you thought you wanted at 37, yeah. too. So it like, might have nothing to do with your with fucking kids. husband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm truly beyond thrilled that I didn't get married in my 20s, feel like. Oh, God. Yeah. I shouldn't have. R.I.P. those um, fucking shit shows. And also, similarly, like becoming a mom at any stage early on I feel like would have been not great either (laughs) no so I'm glad it's worked out this way but I'm not like living my dream life you know what I mean like I wasn't ever waiting to have my dream life I was waiting for stability within myself and my partner Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. these people are like not they're not computing that yeah I think I'm gonna pass on the ultimatum ultimately (laughs) that's fair hey Um, okay so you did watch Salt Lake so what, do you, what are your thoughts? I do think it was fun. I'm excited for this woman who testified or was going Monica, to testify against yeah, yeah. Jen. I think that's a fun. They have Jen Shaw's Sorry. old assistant who did testify against her. And <laughs> you know what? She's got a great vibe. I like her. <laughs> yeah. And there was that one like lunch she had with Angie and Lisa Barlow where she was like, I've heard things about these women from Jen and I'm not going to bring anything up now, but she's got to get messy later. So I'm excited to see like what Jen secrets she has to pull out of her Agreed. bag. I think that's a nice addition. I did enjoy the bathtub fight. I thought it was oh, funny. God, it's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I I thought that was funny. And Mary Cosby is, are we allowed to enjoy that she's funny or is it laughing at a person that <laughs> like, I feel the same way that the uncomfortableness of Nathan for you and <laughs> Paul T. Goldman. Are we yeah. taking advantage of this person who doesn't quite understand what's going on? Mary Cosby is Nathan for you. <laughs> Mary M. Cosby. Uh, uh, okay, just much like you, you recently been watching OC, and we have, you know, sort of decided that Kelly Dodd is the worst person I think that has ever been on House, like the most evil, dark souled, bad egg. I, I think that Mary Cosby is the most unwell egg, <laughs> is the most not of this planet, the most, the most <laughs> alien. I've never sort of seen a human like her in person or on television. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's like I enjoying her feels wrong. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. I think let's see. I and they made to... her a friend of instead of a housewife. Right. And that is the right call. Because my housewives, I need to feel like you can they're touch my girls. Base a little yeah, bit. I can touch there's, down with them. There's no access point to Mary. Yes, yeah, there is no. Her feet will never be on the ground. 
And so I'm glad that we're not giving her the housewife title anymore. She doesn't know if her son's married and they live in the same house and that her husband was gone for six months and she seemed very happy about it. Her husband who's her step-grandfather as we know. So Yeah. Yeah. And so ultimately it's like if you were sort of forced by your family to marry your step-grandfather, you know, you might have some hard stuff too (laughs) to deal with. I guess we're not ever going to touch on her church being a cult or the accusations against her. We're sort of just like, she's here and she's back and we're not going to touch her. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It seems like that's part of the deal. Yeah. We get her back. We get her back. We just have to forget that she's the morally corrupt. Maybe also a cult. The morally corrupt Miriam Cosby. (laughs) Now, do you think you are going to like Heather again? Do you think this is going to be a redemption season for Heather? Do you feel, can you see yourself liking her ever again? I have to say, that I don't know if I like any of these people on Salt Lake. Oh, okay. Wow. Like Meredith, sorry to past guest who was friends with her. <laughs> Meredith is not for me. Whitney oh. is not for me. Heather, not for me. And Lisa Barlow, I'm interested in like one out of every six episodes. But they're just not my girls. I don't know. They're not my girls. Mm hmm. I like Lisa. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Makes me laugh. She's so unusual. She is. Um, She's an odd duck and not in a Mary M. Cosby way, in a in a different way. I mean, I just think she's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that. That's why I like her the most. Yeah. And I think she gets what we're here to do. Mm -hmm. And I like the way she talks is so weird. And I used to like Heather. If we don't have an access point through Heather, then yes, I agree. The show, like last season was unwatchable. It was unwatchable. Last season was unwatchable. And that's why I'm, I, uh, this season, truly the only saving grace feels like Monica to me might help us get back on track, but Angie K is not going to help. No, she sucks. So I don't know. Maybe it's time to let this one, you know, put it out to pasture. Let's see how this season wow, goes. You're going to put, you're going to. Yeah, I may be over it. You're not going to watch it? No, 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 no. I'll watch it as long as they air it. <laughs> but I'm hoping they they free me by deciding to cancel it. <laughs> release Nicole. <laughs> I would like for Bravo to release me at this time. <laughs> okay, now maybe we have time. Yeah, we do, have yeah, brainwashed time. Do be brainwashed. Do be brainwashed. Jenny, how are you brainwashed? First of all, Tell them what that is and then tell us what your answer is. Okay. This podcast is called How Are You Brainwashed? Because in each episode, most of the time, (laughs) we explore things that we were taught when we were young through society, through culture, whatever, (laughs) that we're now realizing we're full brainwash, that we now have either come out on the other side or not come out of the other side of, but are exploring these ideas and realizing maybe they were incorrect. How'd that go? It was fine. <laughs> okay. Well, I teased you on this one recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to talk about zoos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get into zoos. <laughs> are zoos good or bad? We are sort of, as kid, you know, it's it's an activity to do with your child. I mean, I was at the Dallas Zoo left, right, up, down all the time thinking not anything of it, just excited to see the animals. And then you get older and you're sort of like, are these animals OK? And should we still be doing this to them? And I did recently go to not a zoo per se, but like an aquarium situation. Mm-hmm. 
which was mostly like fish and and birds and some uh, a handful of monkeys. Wait, where? Um, in Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the animals, I'm like, cool. And then some of them, you're like, you shouldn't be in here. Yeah. I don't know. I think zoo is mixed bag. <laughs> because some of the animals, you know, they like have to be in zoo because they were like born into zoo. So then they won't make it in real right. animal world right. that sort of gives them a nice place and then also it like helps children care about animals in the world and um i think it does do some good pr for nature and animals and caring right. for things yeah but like we shouldn't probably be keeping leopards animals that need a lot of space that's where I get concerned. Unless I guess they're endangered and right, that's to, also part of it. We're trying to save the species because yeah. we destroyed their ecosystem. I feel like, yeah, I feel like zoos. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like sort <laughs> of. People were mad about them, but then it was sort of like, actually, no, this is good. I feel like that's what I've heard recently. Really? Zoos are good, yeah. Yeah, I haven't done any research on my own. Uh, I don't know. I listened to one podcast like a couple years ago, and they were saying zoos are actually good. So (laughs) I don't remember what they were saying, really, but (laughs) it was sort of pro-zoo. Did you like zoo as kid? A hundo P. I love zoo. Yeah, it is cool when I mean it's even cool now sometimes. Absolutely. If the animal doesn't look sad <laughs> to get to see a beluga whale up close or something like that. You know, that's not... all zoos probably are not created equal and there's mm. probably bad zoos and good zoos. Right. Zoos that hurt and zoos that help. I've been to like, I don't know, Eagle Rehabilitation Centers or something like bird flight centers. I don't know. So that's, I guess, when they try to help animals and that's nice to see. Do they release them after they've been rehabilitated? or If they they can be released, but some of them are too injured or like, it's not going to be good for them to go back out. But if they can get you back out, they'll get you back out. And I think lots of zoos probably... <laughs> like that, that too. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, if you love animals and you work with them, you're probably trying to help them and not hurt them. But I guess Big Zoo maybe is making me think that. Yeah. Well, I think there's probably some sort of competitive nature, or we have to have this animal in order to get people in the door. And mm. that, ment- that mentality probably isn't great of like, we got to go get a cheetah. Because if we don't have cheetah, no one will come to our zoo. I, I feel like <laughs> zoos have been around for so long at this point that probably a lot of those animals are born within the zoo. And this zoo is their life. And that's probably okay, I guess, because they don't know anything else. But I feel bad for any animals that they're going out and, and getting. Yeah. They, do they still do that? That's the question. Is I, I don't here? think so. Okay. They're not I going don't... to go get rhinoceroses. No, I think it's like, let's breed other zoo babies with zoo babies to keep this zoo thing going because they can't survive anywhere else. Right. But maybe I'm just hired by zoo to sort of spin PR right now. But (laughs) that's 
I can't imagine they're out like capturing animals and putting them in zoos. That seems they, they were, and they yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah, but not the twenty twenty three genesis of zoos. That's they were going out absolutely, absolutely trying to get a lion, trying to get an elephant, trying to get a zebra. Yeah. Did you ever do one of those things as a kid? They have one in Texas, and I believe they have one in New Jersey too. According to Kimberly Akimbo, where you drive mm-hmm. through safari a safari and the animals like come to your car and eat out of your car yeah six flags great adventure used to have that and then i think Mm. they were like too dangerous stop this but i did go through (laughs) it when they had it and they were just like emus like pecking at your window and stuff it's fun (laughs) yeah i think i did it with like girl scouts or something there's a place in texas called fossil rim that is that and i think they like have you in like open jeeps Mm. which in retrospect Awesome. Yeah, and Six Flags Great Adventure, I'm pretty sure you went through in your car. Huh. Yeah, I don't remember if we were in our car or if you were in, like, some sort of Jeep situation that they had there. Or both. It might have been both, but... I think yeah. that our overall point is that we support animals. We definitely and, support animals. And we support learning about them and helping them. And if a zoo does that, then we support it. And if a zoo doesn't do that, then we don't support it. Yeah. (laughs) It feels like we're in dicey territory. I know. I'm sure there are people who are very anti-zoo out there. Yeah. And if you're anti-zoo and have sort of information please reach out yeah i mean don't you think there's so many nature documentaries now there's so much footage Mm. of wow if we had had like blue planet we wouldn't have zeus well maybe i don't know can children connect the same way to beluga whales? I don't know, but, but when, one you see, when you see a giraffe sort of there, it's like really cool. Yes, I agree. In front of you, it's just being full huge giraffe. It's so cool. I guess nature documentaries give you more of the experience of like underwater and in the sky of like stuff you can't see at the zoo. Of the hummingbird in slow motion. <laughs> The sea creature that you'd have to, like, go in a submersible to see. Things that we can't access. We can't access. Do you feel mad about petting zoos or do you feel neutral about those? Farm animals we've pretty much fucked across Mm -hmm. the board. There is something sad to me about the desperation of a goat trying to get pellets. Like... Yeah, I don't huh. know that energy isn't amazing. Oh, I don't know. I know, but then you know, I have my cat, and he he freaks out for his little treats. It's like, is it that different? Right? Am I, yeah. am I is me having a pet doing zoo at my own house? <laughs> what was your favorite animal as a kid? Of all animals, yeah. Like, <laughs> Why did I you, ask that? <laughs> did you have like? Did you have a as brand? kid? I really liked white tiger. Oh, uh-huh. Not to be too Joe Exotic, but I did really like White Tiger as a kid. But, like, where did that come from? Did it come from an experience of seeing a White Tiger at a zoo or just, like... Probably uh, Lisa Frank. So you didn't need... <laughs> so I just needed my folder. Zoo, zoo experience. No, but just because that was my favorite didn't mean I didn't have love for other animals that I did see in person. <laughs> I loved an aquarium, too. Yeah, I guess I'm bad. I really loved aquariums and zoos. Yeah, I loved seeing the animals. Get your kid. I don't know. 
I know. Okay. Well, are you going to take little child of yours to to a zoo? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, there's only so many things you can do with kids. So yeah, and that's like a really nice. Yeah, and then you get to see them be like the otter. Yeah, that's that's nice. I don't know. Can we make them nicer, or can we? I think people are probably doing that, but you and I are idiots and don't know anything. I think we should say if you're born here, you can stay. You, It's okay. But if you're not, don't be out here capturing any animals. Yeah, agree. And um, <laughs> that's it, really, I guess. And I bet that that's what's happening. And make it nice for them, please. Yes. Make it nice and safe and not like tiger country, tiger king yeah. country. <laughs> wild wild tiger king <laughs> yeah well, well definitely whatever that was shut that that's down. not a zoo we want to be very clear that's <laughs> not a zoo we don't support tiger king don't support any sort of unsanctioned like yeah people we only out. like fda approved zoos there was some tiktok video that went around of a woman i don't know if this made it into your algorithm at some let's see establishment of this kind doing like a demonstration with an alligator and alligator freaking out and chomping her and then got a guy rescued her did you see that no i don't (laughs) i don't like that i don't like that (laughs) the other thing is like these are still wild animals absolutely and you know they can turn at any point still siegfried or roy got a chat yeah did one of them die from animal i don't know I don't know. But we we don't do research on the pod. Steve Irwin. Yeah, exactly. So I think that the lesson there is that even if you are so good with animals, yeah, you don't sort of know what's going to happen. There's an X factor there. Right. Yeah. Okay. We do have one that's not animal cruelty really. Um, Let's take a little look see here. <laughs> yeah, your, your, hey, your spreadsheet. Not my little spreadsheet. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> well, this is... Mm, this is kind of related. I don't know <laughs> if I should say it. Say it and I'll tell you if it's okay. Okay, it kind of feels arbitrary what animals we think it's okay to eat and what ones we don't. <laughs> God. This is this episode, animal rights activists and okay, all right, I'll do a different thing. And I'll everybody do a different thing. I'll do a different come for us. <laughs> Two white women on a podcast talk about whether zoos and eating animals is and okay. why can I eat a horse? I should get to <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Let's see here. <laughs> I have some little things that I thought that I can't do because I was fat. Okay. Like when I was growing up, my parents always wanted to go to all you can eat buffets for dinner because it was a good bang for your buck. Right. Yeah. And then at some point I just was like, we cannot be a fat family that goes to an all you can eat buffet. And they were like, we really would like to keep going. (laughs) And I like just stopped going with them because I was like, I can't be seen. Wow. Is all you can eat buffets part? of other like did you ever do that texas for sure oh yeah 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 we did that especially like pizza like cc's (laughs) yeah people always say cc's i don't i don't have her in new jersey or maybe okay 
But um, okay, so that's like all you can eat pizza buffet specifically. Incredible. Yes, yes, and it's very popular amongst children, like post sport games or birthdays. I don't know, whatever. But yeah, there was also not just that. Like there was plenty of a lot of Chinese food, all you can eat buffets. We would go to. Oh, okay, uh huh. I mean, it is a good bang for your buck. That is. I mean, and it's incredible deal. Yeah, and I think. You know, the parents are just trying to watch costs. And I just like, no, we're fat. We can't go. Did you say that? No, I just like, I don't like to go. I don't want to go. I'm not going to go because it was too embarrassing to say that. And I really liked going because I could eat as much as I wanted. (laughs) And also the food was really good. I always really liked going. And then so that was my first fat thing that I withheld from myself and the other thing is that I I think this is probably a universal woman thing but also a fat woman thing is hair length is that I feel like I can't get short hair because I'm Mm. fat like I feel that it will when I have gotten my hair cut throughout my life and it's been too like I feel as fat woman my power and femininity and sexiness Mm. is in my hair Mm. that like lends itself to female in a way that like my body does not always Mm -hmm. feel like it does so like hair is an easy way for me to feel girl and so I feel like I can't have short hair because I'm fat I hear what you're saying about clinging to your hair as femininity and like I mean obviously I think you would look gorgeous with a bob or a pixie cut even there is a specific haircut that I got in third grade that was Bob that has ruined it for me. I was like, I am troll. I am troll with Bob. Well, and no one in the third grade looks good. Yeah. With there were some hot third graders. Not me. Just <laughs> um, yeah, I think that I just still am carrying around that third grade Bob. Hmm. Well, as you say to me often, anyone can be hot. I know that's fucking right. That's so true. And I think that especially women do cling to still a certain profile, whatever. We're Mm -hmm. still looking at certain things. Right. But none of it matters. I know. (laughs) I know that none of it matters. I do know. But also self-confidence does matter. So if you don't feel confident with a bob or with a, a short haircut or you don't think you will, that does make sense because... It permeates from within and your own feelings about yourself. Right. You'd have to go to like, I mean, I know you like your hair stylist. I bet I if you talk to him, him about it and we're like, hey, I'm curious about going short, but in third grade was a troll and I have <laughs> fears. Like, what do you see any short hair in my future? Like, I don't know. I would, I, I would have to like, like trust somebody to really, if you've never done it, it's scary. I mean, this yeah. is the shortest. I, I keep bobbing, but that's yeah, you're Bob girl. Yeah, I like bobs. Yeah, I don't think I can do it. I don't know. Also, I feel there's such a long hair is for young women, short hair is for older women thing too. I think it plays. Mm -hmm. So it's like at some point I feel like I'm going to feel like I need to give up my long hair because I'm too old for it. Now, look at these housewives out here. They're all rocking long extensions and locks. Not all of them. I guess not Dorinda. Luann's had no hair since the 70s. I do sometimes catch a glimpse of myself when my bob's growing out and I go, oh, no, I've gone mom haircut. Yeah. It's time. It's time. But you're about to be mom. So it's not good. No, I don't want a mom, Bob. I don't want. You know what I mean? Like the Kate Gosling sort of like shorter. That's not a bob. That's (laughs) a 
that's its own monstrosity. I know, but but sometimes my hair, when it's growing out, like the levels will get funky and I'll go, oh no, we're warping into something yeah, more lob-oriented that I don't want the mom cut. Yeah. But I don't know if I foresee long hair in my future again, unless like wow, as I yeah. get, get older... And I want to cling to my youth. Maybe in my 40s, I'll return to long. When you panic and you're like, we need to long start hair again. to be like, I got to look young. Again. But you feel so right with Bob. Like that feels like it's meant to be your hair. That's like kind of, I feel like long layers is maybe just meant to be my hair. Yeah, that's okay. You, you don't think I have be, good hair or bad yourself hair? Up. I think you have what hair should I have? I think you have gorgeous hair. Okay. I like this length on you, this sort of like just below the shoulder length. Mm-hmm. Are there any fat women examples of short hair that you have seen that you've been like that looks good i mean i'm sure everybody looks good in everything of course but like if you brought in like a reference (laughs) (laughs) you know but maybe i just don't like short hair yeah Yeah. also maybe it's just personal preference and that's also okay has nothing to do with but but if you ever feel you want it and you're still holding on to not having it because of I just wish I could feel powerful, sexy with short hair. Yeah. I think a lot of women probably feel similarly. Like, yeah, it's definitely a fear. I mean, that's why it's so emotional for any reason. If a woman has to, is losing her hair or whatever, mm-hmm. like it's so ingrained yeah. in us too. This is our glamour. This is our, like you said, femininity. Yeah. <laughs> We're really attached to it. Yeah, I'm really attached to my hair. Me too. I'll- we can post a picture of myself in a bob so everyone can see how disgusting I was in third grade. I would like to see it. Maybe it's not as bad as you think. It's bad, but we can show the people. I'm, <laughs> I'm willing. I'm willing to show. You know, what's funny is my parents bobbed my hair a lot as a kid. Like with yeah. their own scissors or like no, at the no, store? No, no, no. They like told, you know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of photos of me like I would say between third and fifth grade actually i don't know for a long time i was bobbing i don't know when i decided to go long yeah and maybe in high school i said let's go yeah i did get long hair and highlights and then i did feel hot finally yeah highlights i felt so cool when i had highlights yeah. i have like jet black hair like crazy to have gotten highlights but yeah do you get full blonde there are I'll, you know what we could put those picks up as well my <laughs> <laughs> it was really light for a while. Wow, I'd love to see it. Yeah. I feel like you could rock some almost. Not, I don't want to say orange. <laughs> orange? No. Katie, like I, Katie Maloney uh, season two. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Summer House, the, the first episode you're seeing, you know, old Katie Maloney and Sheena mm-hmm. and Saucy. And I was like, whoa, Katie, really? What? Talk about it. I mean, that's someone who cut off all her hair and va va voom. I I gorgeous. This is this is true. She looks gorgeous. I love what her hair is up to these days. Mm-hmm. She's giving me like old, like yeah, Nev Campbell, mm-hmm. more like what's she doing? I need to know what she's <laughs> up to. Like she looks better than ever. We should get her on the pod. Her eyebrows are amazing. Should I get? She's great eyebrows. She did, uh, you know. Whatever they do, what's that called? Are they tattoo? Do the microblade? Microblade. She did, or you're saying she might have? I'm 89% sure I saw a video of her talking about microblading. Wow, interesting. I mean, look at those eyebrows. That's I know, but I think 
I think it could be a, a thick Mediterranean brow. It could be. Nah, that's tattooed. Hmm. This is a tattoo in there. Tattoo. Yeah, whatever work she's getting done, whatever. Yeah, I'd like to get that done. I need it. Also, Stassi still hasn't had her baby, and I'm worried. No, she did. She had him. She did? Oh, yeah. I saw a TikTok of her recently, but maybe it was old. His name is Messer. Messer. Yeah. Do you want to name your son that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I am considering Bo, which is her husband's name. But you wouldn't spell it. Or would, would you spell it that way? I would spell it the way he spells it, yeah. Oh, I guess I had really been thinking it's B.O. Bo Burnham. Bo Burnsum. I think to veer away to get from away Bo from that Burnham. yeah we'll see i don't know that's everyone's favorite question for me these days i know what you're gonna name your kid i ask you literally every time i see you <laughs> it's not just you it's every i you know your name? Just, i don't and know I'm why like, no i don't have a name yeah there's just nothing really else to ask you <laughs> <laughs> learning a lot about how to treat a pregnant person <laughs> now Tough. now going forward i know what to ask and what not to ask okay what do you want to be asked so i can ask you oh um nothing just treat me like a normal person Mm. all right should Should we do do casting casting? great minds okay should we do girls because you're rewatching it have we done girls? oh sure i don't know if we have done girls let me check the spreadsheet okay (laughs) i was like i was literally just like we should keep a list but you literally i do have a list because (laughs) i am the only one that cares about this pod um, we've not done girls. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. We have done Sex and City and Golden Girls. So this will be the third of the trifecta. <laughs> now, are we opening it up to the entire girls universe or are we looking at the yes. core four? Okay. No, I think I think we should do. I'd like to hear both, actually. Okay, great. Okay. I'd like to hear your universe and your core four. Okay. So that's great. Give me give me then just a moment to sort of get in there. <laughs> okay. I guess I can be ready. Okay. Okay, you want to go first or second? Second. And do you want to start core or universe? Core. Okay, Nicole, I gave you Shoshana. I feel like in the rewatch, Shoshana is really the only one observing and calling it as she sees it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's an episode I watched recently where she's wasted and she just dragged at the beach house. The beach house episode. Yes, so yes. Good. I mean, it is peak television. Yeah. And she just like really. She says, fucking has all their numbers. Yeah, exactly. I feel like she, you know, it's interesting. I feel like we don't get until later, maybe a little bit more, but like we don't get as much inner life of Shoshana as we mm-hmm. should. Mm-hmm. But I do think like her role really becomes calling these other yo-yos out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's something alien, you know, Thank there's you. something like <laughs> From a another universe, observational, smart, kind of above it, <laughs> Aquarius. This is coming off of the Aquarius <laughs> that I see for you with Shoshana. And I did give myself Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't not see myself as Hannah. Yeah. It's yeah, just I too know. hard. It's just too hard. I just love Hannah. I mean, she's so deeply problematic and horrible. They all are, but. I, I I like to think I wasn't as bad in my youth, but her tendencies and her selfishness, I do <laughs> from that time, really, yes, really understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I landed on the core. Babe, same. <laughs> Completely same. I give myself Shoshana for sure. There is just something like 
just like I don't get you guys like what are you doing <laughs> and you are for sure Hannah I mean in your dreams you're Jessa but um no she, you're, you're Hannah for sure <laughs> I just I know I really watching her I'm like oh god I it's- know it's it's too the familiarity is is hard <laughs> to intake <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I just need to say that I love Marnie so much. Marnie's my favorite. I, I love know. Marnie. I know that everyone hates Marnie, but I love Marnie. Yeah. Let the record show. And then Extended Universe, I gave myself Elijah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Because I'm, you know, annoying in musical theater and also like trying to figure <laughs> it out and sort of like flitting here and there. And I gave you Hannah's dad <laughs> because <laughs> you are a lean, oh like gay God. and sort of falling naked in a shower, <laughs> just like a nice little guy, which is like a spouse that tells him what to do and just, yeah, oh Hannah's dad. He's always saying the wrong thing he's to her. He's trying the mom, and saying the wrong thing. The mom's thing. like, no, that's not you what fucking you're idiot. To do. And he's like, oh, you're right. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's so sweet. I love he's that little, actor. yeah, he's cute. Okay, wow. I have fully separate characters for Great. both of us. Love that. For, uh, us. for you, I landed on Ray because I feel similarly. Yeah. Ray is yeah. sort of the male Shoshana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much seeing and knowing, all knowing and calling it as he sees it. Yeah. Character. And then I, for myself, gave myself Laird. <laughs> oh my God. Laird. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Another just sort of like well-meaning goofball. Any John Glees. Well, I guess, you know, Laird is a little bit of a departure for him because he often plays the asshole. Or am I just thinking of Councilman Jams or whatever from Parks uh-huh. and Rec? <laughs> but just he's always in that beanie and he's like just trying to look out for them. Ends up with Adam's sister, Gabby Hoffman. Yeah. There. Wild. Uh, yeah. I can't um, believe Laird really kind of became such a fixture. <laughs> like when we first got him, I was like, okay, this has got to be one episode. And then he like kept being there. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I really love Laird. <laughs> I think I took a girls quiz on BuzzFeed a million years ago and got Laird and was like, wow, I didn't even think that that would be an option I would get on this girls <laughs> quiz. But I do understand why and how. But yeah, Elijah, what a great character. Elijah's the only good character. We did it. Any last thoughts on Zeus or... Yeah, if we if we spoke out of turn about Zeus, I do apologize. Whatever is best for the animals is what we agree with. Okay. <laughs> Full stop. Period. Yes. Any other we, apologies we need to make? We don't want to minimize what's happening to animals. <laughs> we love animals. We just don't have the knowledge. So if you want to share yeah, it with yeah, us, yeah, yeah. We don't have the knowledge. As, as is true every episode, we are talking about something we don't know about. Yeah. And if the next, you know, sort of cultural upheaval is around zoos and in five years anyone who comes out supporting zoos get canceled and this podcast resurfaces <laughs> just know we didn't know we didn't, didn't know. have we're, enough information we're, we're always learning about zoos we're always learning and in the future future you we're sorry <laughs> okay love you love animals we love you and we love animals <laughs> Thank you.